Hello and welcome to the Mindset Coach Podcast, the show where coaches and coaches-to-be tune in to learn how to integrate mindset coaching tools and neuroscience-based techniques into their practice and grow and scale a coaching business they love. Each week, I'll be sharing easy-to-implement tips, case studies, and business strategies that you can use right away to transform your own mindset and the mindset of those you coach. I'm your host, Lara Young, founder of the Mindset Coach Academy, author of 52 Adventures to Change Your Life, award-winning business owner, coach, and coach trainer. Tune into this podcast each Friday, free on all the podcasting apps, and click to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And remember, mindset is everything. Hello and welcome. It's Lara here and I'm absolutely delighted that you're tuning into this episode because today we're going to be focusing on something that I get a lot of questions about in the groups I run, the programs I run in my Facebook group and also from you as podcast listeners and that is really all about how you can be making an impact in your coaching through marketing. How can you be attracting and marketing your coaching practice? So marketing is one of those things that is really crucial for coaches. And it's something that often we see people who maybe aren't as effective or as equipped as a coach as you may be, but they're out there, they're marketing really effectively. And so what's happening is that they are getting clients into their coaching practice. And so marketing is one of those things that every business does need to have in order to attract and gain clients. And it may be something that is not natural to you and it's I guess not natural to some business owners as well but it's something that you really want to cultivate and that you need to be able to develop some level of skill around otherwise you're going to have a coaching practice that does not have clients for you to actually coach and so um, today what I want to do is just to take you through some ideas and suggestions for where to begin or if you're already coaching and marketing, some ideas for you as to how to, you know, accelerate that and maybe think about some things that you perhaps haven't thought of before in terms of your overall marketing approach. And we're also going to look at for each of those, you know, a simple step that you can be taking. I'll be giving you actually three ideas that you can be taking for each each thing that I suggest. Now, some of these, as I go through them, you may actually notice that you have some resistance coming up in your body. Maybe you have an ick response. Maybe you think to yourself even, I don't want to do that. I'm not going to do that. That's absolutely fine. What I want you to do though is As you think about that resistance, think about where is it coming from? Is it a belief that you hold about yourself, your capability? Is it a belief that you hold about your worthiness or deservedness maybe? Is it a capability? Is it something that you believe that you can't do? Maybe it's something you haven't tried before. Maybe there's resistance at another level. And what I want you to do is to really think about that, lean into it. And then often they can be the areas where we think, actually, I really do need to follow some advice and give it a go. And even if you just set yourself like a challenge to undertake, do one of the three things that I'm going to recommend for each area, then that's great because you're going to make more progress. And I know that some of these will be very familiar to you. You'll have heard them before. 
But what I want you to do is to think, well, am I doing, am I doing the things effectively? Am I doing them at all? Do I know intellectually that it's a great idea, but I'm just actually not putting it into practice? So let's get started. And I'm going to take you through each point one by one. You can make some notes and we will have a worksheet for you to complete as well, just so that you have these points on there for you to refer to, and you can check them off as you get them completed. So the very first one, and this will be very familiar to you, is to actually define your niche. You really need to have clarity about your target audience before you start to market. Because if you're marketing to everybody, you're going to attract no one. People, when they're looking for a coach, they want to go for someone who is a specialist in the area that they need help in. They want someone who can help them address a problem or find a solution or change their emotional state or whatever it might be. And they want someone who does that specifically rather than generically. And the benefit of being a coach who specializes in a niche, of course, is that you become more and more adept at working with your client base when you know exactly who your client base is. When you start to attract people who all have a common problem or desire a common outcome, you start to collect data, you start to collect information, you start to collect and develop experience working specifically with that target group. And that is just so valuable and it becomes so resonant with your clients when you are marketing, when you are putting you know, posts and content out there, it's going to be so re- resonant because your clients will know that you actually understand where they are right now and the outcomes that they desire, and also that you're working with clients and helping them to achieve those outcomes. So, you know, if you're looking at working with clients in, for example, maybe you're a dating coach, that's very generic. That's a very generic niche. But if you're a dating coach for women over 40 who've been recently divorced, then that is a much more specific niche and it's nuanced, right? So that it's very different if someone is starting to date after 40 and after a divorce, even versus someone who's starting to date after 40 who's never been married. And it's different, you know, someone who's dating in their 20s or their 30s. So really refining and defining your niche is so powerful. It's an incredibly powerful exercise We do a lot of work around this in the Mindset Coach Certification Program, and I know that it's something that you really do want to spend some time on. Now, you may be resisting this tactic because there's an innate fear that I'm going to miss out on potential clients by narrowing down, and that absolutely is not true. The the inverse is true, right? So you want to narrow down so that people recognize you as the go-to expert in your specific field, in your specific niche. So how are you going to get started? Number one, I want you to list out your passions, your strengths when it comes to coaching. Who do you really love to work with? What are the areas that you're really adept at helping people with? Identify then which audiences most need or resonate with those areas and then test your niche. 
just start shifting your messaging, your communication towards that niche and write to one person. Really think about who is that person that I'm tuning into, tapping into? What is it that they need to know about what I offer that will enable them to appreciate that I get it, right? That I know where they are now, where they want to be, and I have the toolkit to be able to help them to get there. So that's number one. I really want you, if you haven't already done so, to refine your niche, define your niche. And if you feel like you've got a niche, but it needs a little bit more work, please do just think about what are the ways that you can refine that niche even further? How can you distill it into this specific set of characteristics that your ideal clients have that will make it so much easier for you to stand out in the marketplace as the go-to expert for that specific niche and area? So the next one is, number two is to build a strong online presence. So your website and your social media are your online storefront. Now, you don't necessarily need a website in order to run an effective coaching business because you can use social media effectively and that can be a wonderful way for you to communicate with prospective clients. And so you don't need to invest initially in something like like a website. But your strong online presence is actually created by thinking about your social media and any content that you put out there, whether it's a blog post or an article, or, you know, it is something that is your website as your storefront, then you've got to start to think, well, this is what people are coming past. Think of it, walking past a shop window. This is your storefront. What can they tell about you from that that storefront? What information can they gain about you and your coaching and and how your ethos your values who you who you are as a person and as a coach and what you offer so you really want to be making sure that to build that strong online presence you are regularly posting relevant content on platforms where your ideal clients hang out you may be linkedin maybe instagram facebook it may be tiktok and really making sure that you are actually sharing a wide range of content, you know, and also different formats. So you're doing video content, you're also doing posts, long posts, short posts, and also that you're sharing your testimonials and success stories. Now, just starting with one platform can be a brilliant way to start to build your authority online and build that shop front up. Now, there are a couple of reasons why you may be resisting the tactic of building a strong line, strong online presence. Now, there may be some reasons why you are resisting building a strong online presence. For example, you may feel overwhelmed with the technology. That can be quite a simple one. It may not necessarily be a belief about yourself or the value that you can offer. It may simply be, I don't know how to create a reel. I don't know how to set up TikTok or set up um, a YouTube channel. So, If that's a fear because of technology, you're overwhelmed because of technology, then there are so many resources out there to help you get started. And the other thing, of course, that you can be resisting because of is because you're afraid of being in the public eye. You're afraid of being visible. Now, here are some things that you can do to get started. 
Begin with one platform that you're really comfortable with, that you're already on. Schedule regular posting times just to stay consistent. This also helps you to build the habit of posting. If you know that you're going to post at a certain time every single day, then that means that you know that that is what you're going to do. That is where your mindset is at that time. That is the time that you're going to actually post your content and be visible online. And it also educates your audience that this is when you're going to be online as well. So they can start to look out for your lives, your new posts, etc. The other thing that you can do is to consider hiring a virtual assistant or using tools like Buffer, which is an online scheduling um, tool, really to help you manage your online content. You can be posting the same posts across different platforms using tools that enable you to pre-schedule what it is that you're wanting to post and get out there. Saves you time, saves you having to think about it, and you just need to create that content and then get it out there. Want to learn more about how you can become a certified mindset coach? Head on over to our website, www.mindsetcoachacademy.com forward slash coach certification, and you'll find all the information that you need along with a button to book a call with me to talk about how you can become the best coach you can be. The next one that we're going to move on to is content marketing. So this is where we are looking at really thinking about our niche, our ideal clients, and we're actually writing blogs, we're hosting webinars, maybe even starting your own podcast that gives your clients or prospective clients an insight into the value that you provide, and it can really attract and nurture those potential clients. I've had people who have joined my program, the Mindset Coach Certification, because they have listened to this podcast or they've read an article that I've written on LinkedIn or they've seen something from me on YouTube and then they are in my world. They get to know me and then from there they build no like and trust factor and they really start to recognize that I am the go-to expert when it comes to all things mindset right, and mindset coaching. And so you really want to be consistently offering value through your content marketing. And, you know, this can even be through things like an email newsletter. You need to just choose something that is going to communicate the value that you provide and the results as well that your clients can expect when they are working with you. So what may be holding you back from using content marketing as a tactic is that maybe you feel like you're not an expert or you have a lack of confidence in writing or speaking. What I would suggest that you do is that you start by documenting your client's success stories or write down some frequently asked questions that you get asked and then create content around those, just like I have with this podcast episode where I get asked a lot about marketing my coaching business, right? How do I market my coaching business? And so start by doing that. Start by thinking about what are the areas of content that you're really confident in communicating about. Also, dedicate specific times in your week just for content creation. Block out times in your diary that you know this is where I'm going to create my newsletter or my podcast or my blog posts. 
and dedicate yourself to that and just make sure that you use that time effectively to be able to to sit down, to write, to produce, whatever it is that you need to do. And again, you're getting into the habit, into the rhythm of that consistency. And that is just so powerful. The next thing you can do as well, tactic number three, is to collaborate with or hire content creators to assist and guide you. So you can also collaborate with your peers, with other coaches. And so this can become really you know, beneficial for both of you. If you have similar audiences, but you're offering different things, you can collaborate with other coaches and content creators just to really, you know, boost your confidence, I guess, and give you that little, that little feeling of I'm not in this alone as you go through and create your content and do your content marketing. You can, of course, also ask ChatGPT for for ideas if you're using AI, and it can be a great wealth of information for that. You can also use answerthepublic.com where you can post a topic area and it will share with you back the types of questions that people are searching for online, what they want answers to when they type into Google. And again, that's a really great way of keeping pace and keeping in touch with what is it, what are those questions that people are asking online about your niche and your specialist area. So then you can create posts and articles that respond to that. So the next one is networking. Now, networking can be so, so powerful. And whether that is online or whether and virtual or whether it is in person, just connecting with other coaches, you know, attending conferences, joining local business groups, you know, even joining the Facebook group that I have, the free Facebook group that I run, you know, you will be able to network with other coaches and that can be very, very powerful to be able to do that. And just to know that again, you're not alone, that you have that camaraderie and that collaboration that you can be, that you can be creating. And also, you know, when you join local business groups as well, it may be that there are people there who want to use your services, maybe a great way of finding different clients. And, you know, there are lots of different networking events and virtual events that occur online in the online space. And if you're feeling particularly confident, then you can actually create your own virtual event. I've created and held and hosted the Coachathon with our students, our graduates, our alumni from the Mindset Coach Certification Program. They have been brilliant summits where people have come together and been able to soak up a wealth of resources and information from our coaches and the community that that created in our Facebook group was incredible. So maybe think even about doing something like that. If you can't find a networking group near you, maybe, you know, create one your own on of your own. There are places like meetup.com, which you can search online, which has a whole lot of live on in-person networking groups, social groups that are local to you. And again, get creative with this. You know, you can also network just by going into other Facebook groups. You can network on LinkedIn. You know, often networking is just a matter of starting to build those relationships with people, commenting valuably on people's posts, whether that's Instagram, Facebook, uh, etc. And, you know, just 
people are people at the end of the day. They're behind the post on social media. There is a person, a living, breathing person just like you. And let's let's always remember that, right? And so building that relationship can be as simple as going and commenting and being making valuable commentary on their post and then you know asking them questions starting a relationship that way i am not by the way talking about sliding into people's dms and you know being spammy and promotional that's certainly not you know the way i that i operate this is about creating real connection and you know just finding like-minded people and networking with them so why might you be resisting networking Well, first of all, it may be that you have a very strong introversion preference in terms of your behavioural preferences. It may be that you fear rejection or you've maybe had past negative experiences where perhaps you have joined groups and they've been very salesy or, you know, when you've approached people, maybe they haven't uh, been forthcoming and a relationship hasn't, you know, developed from that. What I want you to do when you think about getting started with this is to just begin with online networking groups where interactions can be more controlled. Then you can also attend events with a friend or a colleague for support. If you see a conference that you like the look of or the sound of, then, you know, maybe grab a friend to go with you and say, hey, interested in going along to this. Also, you know, you can start to set yourself small achievable goals like speaking to just one new person at an event if you're going to events live in person or speaking up once if you're going to a virtual online group networking event. There's lots of opportunities out there for networking and I really do encourage you um, to do that. And, you know, and partly that is because then you know that you're not alone either, right, that there is we have, have a lot of common experiences as business owners, not just as coaches, but as business owners when it comes to marketing our businesses and attracting new clients. So the next one is number five is to collaborate and partner. So you can actually maybe think about doing some kind of joint venture to extend your reach and the reach of your business. So you could even, this can be very simple, okay? This does not have to be hosting a full-blown event with someone else. This can actually be as simple as being a guest on a podcast or running a joint webinar with somebody. If you know that you have something that is brilliant that you want to offer, that you know that that this audience of the Mindset Coach podcast would be interested in hearing about, then please do get in touch. There are also on Facebook, you can do a search and find Need a Guest or podcast podcasting groups. And often they'll have people who are calling out there for guests. And you never know, people may be calling out for someone with your level of expertise to come on and chat with them. You can also do a joint venture, for example, you know, on Instagram. There are lots of different ways you can do it. And as I say, it doesn't have to be time-consuming or or difficult. It can be very, very simple. You can also do things like maybe do a guest blog. So there are so many ways that you can do that without it taking a lot of time and energy. So why may may you be resisting collaboration? Well, maybe you fear potential conflicts or you might, might believe that it's competition as well and that collaborations may dilute your brand because when you collaborate, you're also showcasing someone else's expertise. So here's how to get started. 
Number one is to list out potential businesses or individuals that really align with your values. And for me, that's really important as well. Whenever you're doing a collaboration, you want to make sure that it's with someone with whom you're really aligned and, you know, that you actually get along well with, you can have a positive relationship with. Number two is to start with smaller collaborations. This will build your confidence and then, you know, as your confidence grows and your competence in collaboration grows as well, then you can start to maybe, you know, do some bigger collaborations, you know, like hosting summits or, you know, events, etc. And then the number three is to create a clear collaboration agreement outlining what each person is responsible for. And that just makes sure that everyone has clarity about the level of contribution that that everyone's going to be making. And it can be very simple. It can just be like an email between the two of you or a message, just as long as you're really clear about the expectations. So for example, when we think about a podcast, it may be that the expectation, if you're going onto someone's podcast, is that you're going to share that episode with your audience via email and on social media. And that way, you know, you're marketing the the podcast as well as the person who is hosting All right. Number six is to invest in paid advertising. Now, investing in paid advertising is something that I would recommend that you do after you've had a chance at doing some organic growth. Sometimes when you're thinking about doing paid advertising, it's really giving you that little boost in terms of of your marketing and in terms of your visibility. I would definitely wait until you have an understanding of your niche and your audience before you do that. And, you know, you can get a lot of traction from organic marketing and organic growth. And you could do things like Facebook ads or Instagram ads or Google AdWords. And there are so many different options there for paid advertising. And and once you really do know who you're speaking to, know your ideal client, know what your offer and your outcome is that you that you are putting out there into the marketplace, you know, then having that boost can be really beneficial, particularly if you're doing a launch. And sometimes, you know, paid advertising can be used just for brand awareness, people to so that people know that you're actually out there. Now There are several reasons why you may resist this tactic. The first one is concerns over budget in terms of the investment that you need to make. And you do need to make an investment when you are doing some paid advertising because the first month typically tends to be just really looking at refining, analysing the data, looking at, you know, who you're who your ads are actually resonating with so that, you know, you do need to allocate budget to paid advertising. And the other thing that can lead to resistance is if you've had past unsuccessful attempts with advertising, you know, maybe you've gone headlong into Facebook advertising and it hasn't yielded the results that you hoped it would. And so that can really, you know, that experience can hold you back from doing so again in the future. So, you know, being really ready to invest in paid advertising, having the budget to do it and being prepared to have a little bit of trial and error is really, really important. I would say, And I am not a paid um, ads expert by any stretch of the imagination, but I think there are some really sensible tips that I can give you. And they are, first of all, to set a really clear budget and stick to it. Make sure that you're not tempted to, you know, keep going up and up and up in terms of how much you're prepared to pay if it's going to have a negative impact on 
your on your business and the financials of your business. Number two is to research or take online courses to understand the basics of advertising on your chosen platform. So, you know, you really want to be a bit savvy around how advertising works, how algorithms work, and all of the different types that you can choose when it comes to advertising. And, you know, you can just Google and just maybe watch a few YouTube videos or, you know, follow some experts in the area because they often provide really great free valuable advice. And then if you want to hire an expert, you can hire an expert to do so. But even if you have decided that you're going to hand over your advertising budget and your advertising strategy to an expert, it is always worthwhile just having that basic understanding of how it all works. So then you're in a place to make some really good decisions when it comes to, you know, engaging and chatting with them about, you know, their advice for getting your ads out there. And the third tip that I would give you is to experiment with smaller campaigns and then refine your ads based on your results and slowly scale information in, feedback in is so valuable, no matter what it is that we're doing, the same is with ads. An experiment starts small and then you can increase from there once you have an idea of what is working and what isn't working and you can make some really good decisions there for that investment in paid advertising in your business. Now, finally, I've got one more tactic for you in terms of marketing. Actually, sorry, I've got two (laughs) The first one is to always ask for referrals. Your current clients are your ambassadors in the marketplace. So what you really want to do is to make sure that you are asking for those testimonials, but you are also asking for referrals. You may even think about including an affiliate program or referral program where you can offer your client something in exchange for a referral. So that could be anything from offering them additional coaching sessions or it could be a paid referral. And, you know, your clients really are your best ambassadors. They're the people that know how effective your work has been. So, and often I find that they're very happy to give referrals without any kind of compensation, whether that's, you know, additional sessions or whether it's paid compensation, because they're just so pleased to be able to share the power of your work with other people. So there are some reasons why you may resist this tactic. The first one is people can feel like they're being pushy or they're appearing desperate when they ask people for referrals. And you know, it's not a full sales pitch asking for a referral at all. It is just saying, you know, hey, Mary, do you have any friends or colleagues who'd like to achieve similar success or who you think may be interested in working with me? So it's simple, okay? It's a friendly approach. And you can also then offer incentives for successful referrals. As I mentioned, you can do things like, you know, and it is giving something in exchange. So free coaching sessions, or maybe it might be, you know, some kind of monetary payment. But what I want you to remember too is that whenever you ask someone for a referral and you're giving a payment in exchange, it is really in integrity that you ask people who you know that have had good results and who would actually refer you anyway. You know, a lot of people say to me they would refer the Mindset Coach Academy 
with with or without any kind of remuneration because of the incredible benefit that they have got from it. And that's really where you want to be in your business. You want people talking about you positively and referring others to you without any need to incentivize them. And actually, sometimes, you know, unless you ask people, do they know anyone? It may not be top of mind for them. So yeah, just even asking for them, you know, asking them, do you know anyone is a great way to do it. And again, it doesn't have to be a formal six paragraph email. It can just be, you know, when you're chatting to your client as part of the offboarding process, you can ask them at that stage as well. Also make sure that you do ask at the right time. It's always good to ask around this client having a success or achieving a significant milestone in your coaching. And so just, you know, timing is important when you are actually asking for those referrals. And people I find are just always delighted to say, to pay back, you know, to pay it forward in terms of referring you for the incredible transformation that you have helped them to achieve in their lives or in their businesses. And so please do remember that as a strategy as well. Now, number eight is to continually upskill. This is really important because the more skills you have, the more value you can offer. I'm going to say this again, the more skills you have, the more value you offer. So when you think about courses and certifications and learning new coaching methodologies or tools, that really is adding to your skill set. It's adding to your toolkit. It's adding to the variety of ways in which you can actually help your clients create the transformation they come to you for. You know, and that's why I find with the Mindset Coach Certification Program and all our incredible students and alumni is that they have discovered that once they really do develop this incredibly powerful toolkit, this transformational toolkit, that their clients are getting better results, greater results, more powerful results, more tangible results. And then it becomes its automatic marketing machine because, you know, they are then talking about those results and they're able to showcase case studies of their clients who have achieved incredible things while working with them. And so when you decide that you as a coach are going to continually upskill, you really are making a decision not just for yourself and your own development, but actually for the future of your clients and that positive transformation and that consistency that you can have in your coaching practice that you know that you can reliably, consistently and competently help your clients to achieve the goals that they come to you to achieve. And Professional development can be anything. It can be participating in the programs that the Mindset Coach Academy offers. It can be participating in our Coaches Success Accelerator, which is our um, membership for coaches for coaching supervision and coach development, etc. It can be simply listening to podcasts like this one. It can be reading books. It can be reading articles. There are any number of ways where you can get that professional development that you want on an ongoing basis so that you're always upskilling your knowledge and your and and your skills and your abilities as a coach. So my tip number 1 is to dedicate a specific number of hours each month for professional development in whatever format that may be. 
make sure that you're joining those coaching groups to make sure that you are staying updated on the latest trends of what's happening in coaching today. And also make sure that you collaborate or partner with experts in the area you want to upskill in. And, you know, do your research in terms of what are the gaps that I know exist in my coaching at the moment. If you're a brand new coach, then of course you're going to want to take a coach certification program that fully equips you with everything you need to take your client from A to B and to help your client achieve the transformation, which of course we conclude in the Mindset Coach Certification Program. And you can move on to mastery through our Master Mindset Coach Certification and also, of course, through the Mindset Dimensions Practitioner Certification, which equips you with the skills to be able to interpret and coach based on the results of our incredible Mindset Diagnostic Tool, the Mindset Dimensions Report. So whatever you do in terms of, you know, upskilling, it is all going to add to your presence online to your marketing efforts as well. So one of the things that is important out of all of these eight, of course, is to take action. So what what I'm going to do is I'm going to drop a worksheet below this episode that you can download and you can just make some notes of the things that you are going to commit to doing as a result of listening to this podcast. What actions specifically are you going to take? I'd love you to let me know as well what you're doing as a result of this. You can reach me, Lara, at mindsetcoachacademy.com. But do please make sure you download the worksheet and then you'll be able to really look at how you're specifically going to implement all of those eight areas. So defining your niche, building a strong online presence, content marketing, networking, collaboration and partnering, investing in paid advertising, asking for referrals and continuously upskilling. So remember that as a coach, you possess the power to change lives. And by effectively marketing your skills, you ensure that your message reaches those who need it most. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Mindset Coach Podcast. I'm Lara Young, and I'll see you in the next episode. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of the Mindset Coach Podcast. Remember to join us next week for another episode and subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a review if you've loved it. Share it with your friends. And I really look forward to learning how you're implementing the tools and techniques that you're learning here. Mindset is everything.